All right, I'm landed. I'm here in the studio. We've said our hellos. Can we please go get some fucking burgers? Uh, I would. I would love to. Um, I'm on a. I can't really eat that stuff right now. I'm on uh What? I'm I'm on a cleanse. You're you're on a what? I'm on a cleanse. <laughs> what? It, it's good for you. I don't know. You're supposed to take <laughs> six shits a day. That's not true. It is true. You're supposed to shit twice a no, day. No, that's not true. That's what they used to think. Now they know you're supposed to shit six times a day. So you're not drinking or smoking cigars. No, no, you're no. Not. I'm drinking and smoking cigars. But I'm on a cleanse. I'm not psychotic. Look, man, if you want to stop, if you just stopped eating gluten, you'd feel way fucking better all day. Whenever you feel shitty, that's because of gluten. That's not true. It is true. Who the fuck told you not to eat it's gluten? It's just true. You don't even know what gluten is. I know what gluten is. But you, you know, you have no idea what gluten is. I know what gluten is. Gluten's a vague term. It's 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 something that categorizes things that are bad. You know, calories. It, that's gluten. Fat. That's gluten. Somebody just told you you probably shouldn't eat gluten. You're like, oh, I guess I should eat gluten. Gluten's just bad shit, man. I'm not eating it. Um. Mmm, right. God. Each bite is the previous bite. Gluten! Okay, and if we haven't lost you yet, <laughs> we're 50, 50 episodes, 51 episodes 51 in. 51 episodes in. Yeah, yes. We've got a bunch. So yeah. if you're like, oh my God, I like these guys, that's a cool opening skit. We There's love a, it. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys are they're funnies. They're we awesome. Laugh. They're really we cool. They're super love awesome. Them. Yeah, you can go back and listen to all the other episodes. <laughs> and if you have friends, you're like, hey, I know you like this episode. It's delicious. <laughs> Check out this episode and then show them all the episodes. All of them. Yeah. The lot of them. And then just, you know, you can even just go family and friends with all of our episodes. And what you could do is you could take them and then you can go show them all our social medias. Like, uh, at how did we pod at freaking uh, Instagram or Brandon Reyes or at Brandon bro 94. Yeah. Take them to justyreyes.com. Or you can go to TikTok and you go to Brandon bro 94. Or how did we pod? Or you can just email us at every pod one at gmail.com or Brandon bro 94 at gmail.com or Justin sucks balls at gmail.com <laughs> every time you're in a car with somebody make sure they go play, to justin sucks play, balls play our <laughs> podcast don't even ask them what they want to listen to just play our podcast i've done it if their phone is attached to the the car take their phone and play our podcast and yeah. then subscribe while you're there yeah. and leave a written review through on behalf them, of them on behalf of them yes to our podcast and then leave a written review for yourself yeah because that's what help goes to show we really appreciate it i will say that was my favorite uh, call to action of all time <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I, I will say that too. This will be the last time we do an opening skit from something that we have not written ourselves. We are about to embark. On hold, a on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We are about to embark on a whole journey down into. What's the name of the place again? Uh, we haven't decided yet. We're between two places. Ruckusburg and Lights Guys. Because your character's name is Ruckus, we're gonna go, uh, Roscoe, we're going to go with uh, Lights Guys. Lights Guys, Arizona. Lights Guys, Arizona. <laughs> and explore the bullshittery that is that town. Yep. We're going to follow Barry and Roscoe as they get into stupid hijinks that are actually pointless. All right. Um, so that is our promo for that. So... <laughs> Yeah, hope you uh, enjoyed it. And it's gonna be a little town. Where it's gonna be just audio for the time being. It's gonna and be it's gonna little, be basically skits. just us plus a few people. Yep. And it's gonna be a little skit. Start the episode just like that is now. One to two minutes, maybe three. And minutes. then as we get comfortable and it grows and people like it, then it might become its own show. We're hoping to get a hold of an animator at some point down the line. But that's all. That's all ideas. That's it's all future. Right now, it's, it's just gonna be our skits. Right We're tired of looking for skits from other people. We want to write difficult. our own. We want to yeah, write our own. It is very difficult to find. Uh, this will be more work, but easier in a way. I mean, don't get me wrong. We love doing the skits. They're a blast. They're a blasty blast. But I think that's a t thing of the past. It's a blast of the past. Yeah, we've done, I think, 50 because we didn't do one for episode one. So we've done 50 skits. So we're going to take that blast from the past and get off our ass. And, and smoke some grass. <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't so, know where I was going. So <laughs> for you guys that are listening to this episode, you'll get a quick little rundown of who the characters are. We might do it in the next episode too, but eventually this is going to be, you have to listen to the show and kind of figure out what the fuck's going on. So, so far for our show, for yeah, the this is what we talked about today. Uh, we have my main character is going to be Roscoe Reynolds. He's going to be one of the podcasters with Brandon's character, Barry Smizny. Schmeisney. It's actually not pronounced Schmeisney, but that's, I'm going to say that the least straight for later. Whatever. Schmeisney's the Nazca. Okay. It's Polish uh, bullshit. <laughs> we're both podcasters. My character deals with the financier, who we'll, we'll reveal a little later yeah, date. It'll be a later date. Uh, and he's also a complete smartass, which I, it's going to be hard for me to get into that character. It's going to be difficult. He's going to be very sarcastic. <laughs> he loves feeding bullshit that has nothing to do yeah, with anything. And he just bullshitting people all the time. Yeah, that's his favorite thing to do. Yep. He just genuinely enjoys it. Yep. Like, it's not that he has to. Like, he, yeah. know, he just he gets off. Yeah. Like, he's like he's like Ryan Reynolds in that way where he gets off on mm -hmm. fucking with people's lives. But like, people ask him questions. Like, he'll, even if he knows the answer. He will just play the part because he finds it hilarious yeah. to himself. And he'll watch them walk in a circle because he thinks <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, and then, uh, and then Barry, character, Barry yep. on the other hand, also a podcaster with him. They have a show yes, together. He is very intelligent, like yep. uh, like like a genius. He's a true genius. Super book smart. Very book smart, but gullible as shit. No like, street smart just, and gullible. Just very, <laughs> it's, he's a perfect victim for Roscoe to just mess with constantly okay yeah. and then we also have the so our opening episode is going to be meeting at a smoothie shop yep it's going to be centered around this town again ran by well one of the people that run it is, is carl cranston and he absolutely hates fucking smoothies. hates smoothies constantly drinks cranberry juice yep Everybody calls him Cran, and he thinks it's because it's the cranberry juice but it's at, or they thinks it because it's his last name which he also hates yep but it's the cranberry yeah. juice. So he works at Cran's <laughs> at, at Cranston Smoothies. It's a yeah. family-owned business. Yes. Uh, he hates his last name because he hates his family. Has made him work there. He also hates smoothies. He just it. Everything he, that does does with the shop. Yeah. He can't stand. He feels like he was forced to do that. He can't stand it. So people call him Cran to and piss him off. In his late thirties. 
Yeah, but it's <laughs> it, but, and, but people call him Cran because uh, they don't pisses him off. But it's because the cranberry juice yeah. that he does love. Yeah. It's the one thing in his life that, that finds he him actually joy. enjoys. Yeah, and he doesn't realize that that that's why they call yeah. him Cran. And he's also very very mean. Yes, uh, yes, akin to a Canadian shit talker that has just yeah. got his own spinoff from another yeah. show we love. Well, and he's not just like 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 a grouch mean. He's like he's clever. And yes. mean, yeah, and he's all. They're also Canadian. <laughs> he's just a shit talker. Well, the the Cranston Cranston yes. smoothies. That family, the Cranston family, is they're Canadian. Canadian, yes. Uh, and so, and they that's their. So I'm thinking it's a chain that they set all the way to Arizona, <laughs> and they run there. They're stuck in this it's town, the, but it's the last of the chain. Yeah, the rest of the chain has failed miserably. It failed miserably, but for whatever reason, this it town just loves their <laughs> smoothies and Cran. Cranston's smoothie shop has just stayed open for yep. some reason. Uh, another character that you'll meet is played by, I play Carl Cranston. Brandon's going to play Meryl Reap. Yeah. And <laughs> Meryl, Meryl Reap is a, a meth head that lives in the woods behind, because yeah. uh, Barry and Ruckus, uh, Roscoe, Ruckus, yeah. Roscoe are neighbors. Okay. Yeah. And, and Meryl Reap is the meth head that lives behind their house in the woods. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and he has no idea who Meryl Streep is. Yes. And so people would throw Meryl Streep references at him all the time. And just goes his right name is Meryl over Reap. his head. And, he no <laughs> and then possibly my favorite duo is going to be the sheriff, the local sheriff. And the deputy. And the deputy. Yep. Who are brother and sister. Yep. Who are named. Jimothy and Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> <laughs> and all the all Timothy Oliphant fans out there, I hope you enjoy that. But yeah. Uh, it's kind of not to Timothy Oliphant being yeah. the sheriff in Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, I, I've always and enjoyed also, his work. Jimothy uh, Oliphant's a terrible sheriff. <laughs> and Timothy is a very good, very good deputy. And that does the opposite of what Jimothy wants. Everything that Jimothy tells her to do, she does the opposite and everything works out great. And they're the only law enforcement in this town. It's Jimothy and yes. Timothy, the old offense. We're probably it, not going to be those characters for a couple episodes, it, but we will meet them and it'll be fun. Well, <laughs> and I think that it, it they never say Sheriff Jimothy or Deputy Timothy. It's always Sheriff Oliphant. Jimothy Oliphant or Deputy Timothy Oliphant. They yeah. never say just their name. It has to be yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. thing. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant or Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> I, I already got some ideas coming off of that. Like, yeah. And that's what I love. It, it, this Actually, uh, one I'm having a blast doing One this. last character we'll, we'll reveal. Uh, we won't reveal. There's a couple other characters we won't reveal just yet, but uh, it's Cosmo Cruz. It's also Brand's other character. Yes. We've got four characters we're playing a piece. Yes. And then we have some characters for people that yeah. are guests on the show that come on. Cosmo Cruz. We have we have Ashton Andrews. Yep. Who's another character played by a, a friend. Yep. And then the finance, know. the financier is also a character, but uh, we'll reveal more of that later. Yes. Uh, Cosmo Cruz though is going to be Brand. He's the town, the only lawyer in town. Yes. Or he's the only lawyer really in the county. Yeah, and he's a <laughs> massive pothead, but he is very good. Yeah, but nobody wants to use him because he's a yeah. spacey pothead. Nobody yeah. wants to use they him. They think he's dumb, Yeah, but he's actually very brilliant. Yeah, very, very good lawyer. Like, like uh, Kumail Vasquez, good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like badass lawyer. Yeah. But just always ripped. <laughs> you never, no, he never has you, a chance you, to show it. You, you never know. <laughs> uh, maybe one day he'll get a shot. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but this town again, light skies or Ruckus, Ruckusburg or light skies. Yeah, uh, we're deciding on that yet. But that's gonna be, that's gonna be our town. We're creating this show. It's all again. You're hearing us. You do, we we had a, like way longer than we should have running through this brainstorm. We just did a little bit more brainstorm with you right there. Yeah, uh, we're very excited about this part of the show for some reason. Forward. 
and we got we got other things coming. We got other projects that we're just talking mm-hmm. about too as well. That's not the only one. Um, yeah. We we have at least two other projects we're working out on. Um, so if there's gonna be some stuff coming out, we are we and, are, and it all isn't just yeah. this show exclusive. There's gonna be stuff that we're gonna, you're gonna be seeing on the socials and medias that have nothing yes. to do with the show that we're gonna be talking about. We're we, we need to get better at the socials and media. We always say it. I know you guys are tired of hearing us saying it. We know it. We know we need to get better at socials. Yeah, we know we need to get better at socials and medias. It's gonna happen. We're gonna yeah. get better at the socials and medias, but, but it's gonna take some time. We but it's not that me and Brandon have not been working. Like we've been full time jobs, yeah. parents. Well, and we've like <laughs> and we put a lot. Of, we put yeah. a lot of thought into this podcast, and a lot of work into it. Yeah. Still, like this this yeah. this timeline that we're about to see here in the next section after the ads um, is going to be. Uh, uh, it was like took me like 10, 12 hours to do half a half a days of work, maybe longer to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm actually really proud of this one. I hope it comes out. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, but we, we also. Uh, so, and I'm, I'm getting ready to launch another podcast starting next week. I'll yes. present more information on the next podcast. I actually might put out it like a, a, how do we get here presents and then that podcast. So like release the first episode through this, um, uh, and then uh, put, feed. put, put yeah. their new podcast handle in the, in the show notes and mm-hmm. really get it going. So, um, so that's going to be launching here pretty soon. Uh, I know Brandon's getting pretty close to bringing his, his gaming back. He's been getting, working at getting better at gaming. Yeah. I've, I've, um, I took a lot of time off from playing games as yeah. an adult, um, to work on career and just kind of get my life together. And now I want to play more games, but then I get myself more work for this podcast and, I'm also, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Like it's, it's a whole thing. Like, it's yeah. but we, we are, we're constantly working. So like yeah. the more you guys share the show to help us do it better. Yeah. Right. Cause you, the, the help you guys have already given us has allowed us to get another mic. We, I mean, with the system we already got, have right now, I got now, a chair, but it's at my house. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of the system we have right now and the sound, the crispiness of it is doing a lot large part to our listenership to you guys. And of course, coop to coop, scuba to coop, 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 scoop to coop. Yep. Scoop to coop. We love you. Coop. Coop's the Coop's greatest. Yep. Greatest of all time. He's a goat. Mm-hmm. Coop's, Coop's a straight up goat. Yep. Uh, real quick before we get into the episode, it is about glue. And if you haven't, you didn't listen to yep. the, the I, I do want to ask you, um, I, I've caught up on, on Obi-Wan real quick. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, start out a little weak. Yeah. Yep. Start out weak. It's but, going very strong now. Mm-hmm. No, this last episode. But there's a lot of continuity errors that are bothering the shit out of me throughout it. So. I felt like lazy writing had a lot to do with it. Uh, n- yes and no. They've. So here's my thing with Star Wars, and I'm, I've I've thought about us doing a Star Wars run of, of shows. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for a few reasons. One, there's continuity errors throughout the whole thing, <laughs> not just this show, but other shows, the movies, the comics, it's kind the of books. famous for it. There's so many. <laughs> so if we do, if we do create that, if we do do if it, we do do it. Uh, create that run of shows. Saying do right now, I saw yeah. you. How dare you? First if we do that <laughs> run of shows. We're going to preface it with, to you guys by saying, one, we're not saying it's good or bad, we like it or not like it. We're just going to prevent you the information uh, that that we know of. And if we're wrong, write into us. Star Wars fans are so freaking fired up about every little thing. I don't want to touch it. I kind of don't want to touch it. But like that was my only thing. I think I think we, if we do just like but, a basic overview of the okay, this is what was released. This is what happened. This is what right. We're not we're not gonna condone or uh, like be like, hey, well, this is great or this is not great. We should be like, this is what it is. I think it might be good for some casual fans to be like, oh, uh, uh, kind of okay. like kind of like Marvel in the same way. Yeah, same thing. Uh, no, I get it. I, I just, um, but it was just like it, it takes you out of it. Like the con- the continuity errors that uh, it's so hard to say in front of all canon. For Star Wars. Yeah, I enjoy about, the world. I'm talking about just 
just uh, Obi Wan, and and so well they retconned some of that in the latest episode. They did. They fixed. But, they fixed a lot of it. But they did. But it was like, and it was like little things too. Like little like mm-hmm. things were convenient here and things were convenient there. It's like lazy writing. Like you could do a little bit better with the setup before you just jump into this happening. Um, I like you can call it like the next second. Like you don't even want to. It's just it's so above uh, blatantly obvious what's going to happen next. Like yeah. it just felt like they like didn't the, give it the energy that they needed. Like to. in this last episode where they're they're escaping, but one person was left behind. Yeah, no, I, I told uh, turn to Gabriel I was or like like Kamel like Nanjani's a character. Which I fucking loved that Kamel was yeah. in there. I, I love. I'm just. I will always be a Kamel fan. Like, yeah, Kamel has my heart. Like I yeah. love that guy. But he uh, playing the fake Jedi, yeah. closing the shutters and fucking with the fucking uh, magnets and blah blah blah. And uh, and I mean Obi Wan like a boss calls him out on all of it right away. And then he actually it turns out to be like a good guy. He just likes credits. Like he yeah. admits it. He says everything. Which I love that character. He's he's a really cool character. Uh, but. He, I was like, watch, she's going to stay back and he's, uh, what's her name's going to run into him and then she's going to pull the information off of him somehow. Yeah, Jedi mind trick. Just fucking pulls it out of his, Jedi probe actually. She pulls into his head, fucking pulls the information she needs, leaves, right? Yeah. And it's like, easy call, easy call. He's going to make it back and they're going to see him again. I will say this though, Reva is a much better character than people are giving, I don't get the hate for her. Like I get third it sister. at first. Yeah, Reva. Yeah. The third sister. At first, it was like, oh, okay, it's frustrating. But like to think of a character that was part of those younglings that was able to work her way up through to get all that trust, what what she would have had to go through to get that far, uh, and to just seek revenge on Vader, that's, like, that's a character arc. And to fail hard. And that's a character arc we have yet to see from Star Wars. Star Wars character arcs have been pretty repetitive. Yeah. And that's a new one, which is what's nice to see. Yeah. And so, uh, but I think the well, it's problem to, it's easy to fail when it's freaking Vader. Yes, <laughs> well, she's freaking... he's a genius. Like Anakin's very, t- very yeah. intelligent. Oh, like yeah. highly, if people forget he's that such a powerhouse. That the reason that he is so such a powerhouse is because he has more metachlorians in his blood than the average person mm-hmm. by a lot. That's why his force abilities are so much better than everyone else. Yes, and he's just such a powerful person. Um, he was trained by very, very good Jedi's. Obi Wan is obviously has his own show. He outlives just about every other Jedi, mm-hmm. shy of Yoda. Um, and he was trained by Darth Sidious. Yes, and mm-hmm. Ashoka Tano, which, I mean, there's only a handful of real Jedi left after when Obi-Wan dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you got to imagine those. That happens. And also, um, he's also very, very intelligent. Like, he's yeah. very, very smart. He just, he loves to win. He's he's very and that's his diabolical. And that's mm-hmm. what they talked about in Obi-Wan, which I absolutely love that they cut back to a training sequence. Mm-hmm. And they constantly used it as a motif. Like, this is what's happening. This is why Obi-Wan understands how and which yeah. way Vader's going to attack. Because nobody knows Vader better than Obi-Wan. Because he made him. Essentially, well, he trained him since he was a kid. Essentially, Obi like One made Anakin. We were like brothers. Yeah. Hey, you betrayed. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them, which he does destroy. Yeah, the supposed Sith. to bring balance to the Force, not leaving in darkness. Yes, and he does bring balance to the Force. <laughs> in the end, he kills himself and yeah. uh, and and the Emperor. Yeah. You know, and gives way to Luke. for for Luke to rebirth. The, the the universe the the universe the yeah. uh, but he was responsible for galaxy. killing hundreds of Jedi if first. not millions yeah or thousands I don't know if there was millions of Jedi yeah probably thousands of them thousands, though. Yeah. he probably killed thousands and millions of people though millions if not billions of people or if not mm. trillions of people died yeah so at the end of it there really wasn't many Sith or Jedi remaining but there is still a lot of Force sensitive people Which that Sith need guidance is, there's always two that's what mm. they said there's two main so Sith. the rule of two 
It's yep. the rule of two. So it's master it's, and apprentice, and it's always it and starts always Vader in the other. Emperor. Yes, yep. and it's always trying to get up. Like if you watch, if you uh, uh, the uh, the Force Unleashed, if you follow that series, there's two games. Fortunately, Force Unleashed and two. I have Milo right now playing those. This is his first introduction to real video games. Like this is the real deal. He's playing it when I mm-hmm. left him. Is he wanted to? Um, he's good at games too. He likes games a lot. Yeah, yeah he's he, good at he beats them. And for his age, he's really good at games. Yeah, he really he really <laughs> enjoys playing video. He takes after his dad. Um, I was very good at video games for a while. I just I stopped playing them throughout my most my early twenties. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't start picking them up again until my later twenties, which I am in now. Um, <laughs> I've been really feeling yeah, my age yeah, lately. Me too. I'm my back going out, and yeah, you're out of your twenties. You're thirty. <laughs> you're thirty years old. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been teasing Alexis about coming thirty because. She turns 30 before me, so I got to. Um, I'll be 31 in a, in a couple months. Yeah, what a loser. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Jesus. What a loser. Um, but that's... Yeah. Okay, we, we've talked about Obi-Wan Ignazium. Uh Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel, we'll just do a quick one. Miss yes. Marvel is great. You should watch it. I really enjoy it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think it was well shot. I think the writing's good. I think the acting is good. The homage that they have to in, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, to the yes. cartoons, w- is really cool to see. Yes. Um, yes, uh, there's, there's a lot of cool. It's really cool to see. I'm excited to see where this I really goes. like the DP work. My the double penetration's amazing in that show. One the, of, the, the director of photography. Yep, you say it every episode. I know. It's just funny. Uh, one, one thing that I love the most about this show... Is my daughter loves it, and so we watched it together. Yes, yeah, so I came in, and the TV was at 96 mm-hmm. on the volume, and she was watching it and told me mm-hmm. all about how she loved it. She's already mm-hmm. seen it. She's yep. re-watching it again, and I was like, that's cool. So I don't care what anyone else thinks it. I like the show. Just poop your pants. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, somebody shit on it. Somebody at work, uh, at work, I was telling them, like, it was really good, and they were like, yeah, I heard it was bad. And I was like, what, is it because this is about a teenage girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People, did you see that it got... Um, it got the most one-star reviews, flooded with one-star reviews, because a Christian organization went and put a, hundreds of one-star reviews because it's a a girl, a Muslim, Muslim girl, girl, as the lead. Yeah, which is just garbage. Because yeah, you're Pakistani. a shitty person if you do that. Yeah, she's no, you're Pakistani. A shitty I don't give a fuck about the religion. Yeah, I don't give no, a fuck either. about the, the, the ethnicity, Culture. the gender, no, and, and, the oh, sexuality. No, it doesn't matter. Go fuck yourself. If it's but, a good story, it's a good story. <laughs> yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Sorry, I was allergic to all that bullshit that they dispute. But it's yeah. it's... She's a Pakistani Muslim girl, okay, mm-hmm. who's trying to figure out who she is um, in this world, and it's a very unique uh, uh, point of view because we we well, in the Western world are deprived from that point of view. I thought it was really cool to talk about uh, how the the British just left India and Pakistan. Yeah, to, and and what do they call it? The the, um, the great. Oh, I can't remember. That's a really that's a, a part of history that most of Americans kind of ignore or don't know about. And it, it really is like the the British, how they treated India, is was just horrific. They starved them. They yes. freaking they did a lot of shit. They 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 kind of tortured them for their religion. They they pitted them against each other in different religions: Hinduism and Buddhism, or in uh, Hinduism and in, in, in Islam. It, it's just there's a lot of cool interest, history there, and I like that they're not shying away from it. And it is cool to see that culture. Uh, I. I don't know. I, I I I am thoroughly enjoying it. It's been a good story so far. And if you don't know about Miss Marvel, she is an Inhuman, and it appears that they're going to eventually show her as an Inhuman. Uh, the directors are saying that that she is eventually the Great going Partition. To, 
three partition. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it was India and, and Pakistan were, I believe, one country at the yeah. at, in, during British occupation, and then they left, and it created a ripple between the two countries. Well, and the two religions and tribes. Yes. Uh, so, but and if you guys wanted to watch it outside of the historical context for what's going to happen future in the MCU, this show is going to be big because Secret Wars is going to happen. Miss Marvel the, isn't the, inhuman. The Marvels will happen. And yeah, that's about all three. Well, so the Marvels, right? Photon, yeah. Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. If she's Photon, they're fighting yeah. with the they're fighting with the Scroll against the Kree. Miss Marvel is Ms. Marvel is a inhuman that was created by the Kree. So you're gonna start to see Krees and scrolls interacting, and here. we and we just met the auntie who had the the mm-hmm. the bangle before yeah. her, and so we get to see what that's. Well, about. And then their family, because of the the partition, I think they re, they're trying to remove themselves from their inhuman past and try to ignore it, uh, but and, they can't. And and well. Now, her, this young teenage girl in Jersey City, trying to figure out who she is and Kamal. obsessed with Captain Kamala. Marvel, yeah. is is kind of forcing their hand. Uh, and they say that she is going to go, she, like, so this cosmic glow over her is just like her cocoon. And she's going to break free of that, become the, the who she is in the comics, how she grows and all that. Yeah. Uh, so she, so she raises, real, she's already kind of doing it, but it's not a part of her yet. Yep. Her real inhuman powers are going to come out eventually yeah. uh, as the show goes on. So um, that is our Marvel Minute. And uh, Star Wars five minute. Yep. So um, uh, go watch those shows. Go watch yep. those shows. They're worth it. Um, also, Let's... I watched 170 episodes in a week and a half of Black Clover for my anime nerds. Show is fucking fantastic. One of my favorite. It's top three animes for me. Um, I second I started watching it, could not stop. Could not stop rewatching Bleach casually. Um, I need to go back and finish Shaputed. I'm only like 70 episodes in. You Shaputed when you walked in the door earlier. I Justin and I were walking through the door, and I laid off a loud one. It yep. was stinky, but it was loud. Fuck you. You're welcome. Fuck you. You're welcome. Fuck you. You're welcome. He Shaputed himself. I Shaputed everywhere. <laughs> Shaputed all over <laughs> Justin's pathway is what I did. Crop dusted the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> let's get in this episode. Let's yep. uh, talk about some Glukin. Glukin Gunmanukin. <laughs> This episode is once again brought to you by Coop Cooper and Coop Cooper Enterprises. Coop Scoop, this one's for you. Put your loving hand down, baby. Cause I'm begging. I'm begging, begging, Coop. So put your loving hand there, Coop. I'm begging, begging, Coop. So put your loving and Dale Cooper. Riding high, when Coop was king. Coop played it hard and fast cause he had everything. Coop walked away, but you want me then. But easy coming, easy going, it would end. Right anytime Coop lead, you let him go. Yeah, anytime you feed him, get Coop no. Anytime you seek, you let him know. But Coop plan and see, just let him go. Cause I'm on my knees when I'm begging. Cause I don't wanna lose Coop. Hey, yeah, cause I'm begging, begging Coop. Now reach your hand there, Coop, cause I'm begging, begging Coop. And put your loving hand there, Coop. Today's episode is brought to you by Oceus. Oceus is just doing it time and time again. They've brought out new items to their shop. Yeah, it's not just these 
amazing waterproof blankets that are such better quality once you actually get them. Like we say waterproof, people get a little bit weary. They're really, really high quality They're stuff. They're really awesome. They have a bunch of other stuff, like not just waterproof blankets. They have the Sherpa waterproof blanket. They have the pocket waterproof blanket. They have the emergency Mylar emergency blanket. They now have the puffy blanket. They have it all. Any kind of waterproof blanket you need, they have. They are truly awesome. And we were lucky enough to get backpacks sent to us by Oceus. They have been a gracious sponsor. Did you get your backpack yet? I got my backpack and I, dude, I was surprised at how big it was. That's what she said. I was surprised by how much space it has inside of it. That's what he said. <laughs> and what we're saying is go to OceusOutdoors.com today to get a waterproof blanket or a backpack cooler which is awesome today please yeah do yourself a favor before the summer free comes. shipping for orders over 50 bucks come yeah. on and you know yeah. you're gonna want more than one thing so it'll be easy to clear that come yeah. on it's easy for the summer oceusoutdoors.com o-c-e-a-s follow them on instagram because they have awesome pictures as well they gorgeous pictures yep thank Got you oceus thank you oceus high five oceus that's All Milo. Right. He came and gave me a big hug. He's like, I'm just, I was like, come here, give me a hug. And he came up and like, I'm just tired. I know. I missed kids. you. And I was like, uh, I missed you too, buddy. And I gave you a kiss. And he's like, can we just play Xbox together? And I was like, I wish we could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get through this though. Yeah. Uh, for those of you at home. Uh, oh, are you recording that the whole thing? Just the, the Milo sweetness part. Oh. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. He can stay. Yeah. He can stay. <laughs> uh, uh, we are going to be vulnerable with you and you fucking, you betrayed me. I got big <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to probably go through this quick. We're not going to like speed through it, but we're going to probably go through this quick because yeah. uh, Brand's going to get home and yeah. all this stuff. We, we spent a lot of our recording time talking about the show that we're super excited about. Yeah. I was planning to get out of here about eight, but uh, it's seven o'clock now, maybe eight, eight 30, right around that range. Mm, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's just get right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about bread. We're going to talk about uh, gluten. We're going to talk about wheat. We're going to talk about grains. We're going to talk about the history of it. We're going to talk about uh, the medical side of it. We're going to talk about what it is, what stuff are. So let's just talking about different types of breads uh so we got uh, uh bagu eddie um we got bry ochi brooch uh we got kaya batata ciabatta uh we got folk focaca kaya focaccia foca de chow focata focata here we got uh multi-gram focus yeah we got multi-gram uh, oh, what the fuck? What is that? Focaccia? <laughs> Focaccia? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Do you know how to pronounce it? I finally have found a word on this show that I don't know how to fucking pronounce. <laughs> you know what? You can suss it. I'm looking it up. How the fuck do you say it? Focaccia. Focaccia. That's what I said. Pita. Pita. Okay. You can, you can stop now. <laughs> Sourdough. Okay. Focaccia. Okay. Multigram. Pita. M rye. Multi. Multi. Multigram. Yeah. Sourdough. Pita. Uh, rye. Pita. Uh, rye. Sourdough. Sourdough. Come on. <laughs> that one's easier. <laughs> well, oh, holy. Holy. Uh, Wahiat. Wheat. Um, specialty whole, breads, we'll heat, uh, and then we got specialty breads, and we got uh, tortai, tortillas, <laughs> tortilla, uh, arepa, arepa, uh, uh, bagelas, bagels, uh, chapati, uh, diapers, damper, <laughs> uh, English, English muffins, uh, 
Grissini. Grissini. I don't know what the fuck a Grissini is though. I don't know either. Uh, Injera. Sure. Kanak. <laughs> Kanakabrod. Nakabrod. Uh, Lave- Lavash. Lavash. Uh, Mazio or Matzaho. Matzo or matzo. It's matzo bread. Matzo. Yeah, it's, it's just matzo, matzo bread. Yeah, uh, matzo ball. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a Jewish breading. Yeah. Anyways, uh, n- uh, uh, n- <laughs> you're so stupid, Obi Don. <laughs> that is a bread, though. Non Obi Don is a bread. No, it's not. Uh, okay, uh, Par- Parthenon, uh, Quebec, uh, roti. Uh, we also got soda, Partha. Kistibi, Roti, Soda. Uh, Van uh, Knockers. Um, Van Knockers. I uh, see Tandir Non, not freaking Obi Non. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I believe it's one word. I put it separate. I, I believe it is. Uh, you, you, fun, you, fuck yourself. <laughs> Yufka and Zopf. Pippity poppity, give me the zoppity. <laughs> Obi Nan is not fucking bread, by the way. Uh, what is grain, though? What is life? Grain is harvested seed of grasses such as well, you know, wheat, oats, rice, corn, uh, sorghum, uh, millet, rye, barley. Barley. Uh, we see them when we cook, we feed livestock and manufacture cooking oils, fuels, cosmetics, and alcohols. Uh, about half of the grains grown uh, percentage worldwide are harvested for people to eat. Uh, worldwide. Wide. Uh, fun fact. Fun faced. Facet. One <laughs> faced. Yeah. One faced. Uh, <laughs> no, no, one facet. Uh, uh, fun facet. Which meant fun fact. Uh, Turkey got a the Guinness World Record for consuming the most bread for 220 four pounds per capita per year as of 2013. And most of them are like 174 is like the next one. Like it's Turkey eating way more bread than the rest of us. Uh, Rice, corn and wheat are the most common staples of foods on earth. So also that Um, most common, you'll find them anywhere. Like, like I said, it's just, it's literally, I was looking for places that didn't have it. Couldn't everybody has some sort of grain. Uh, grains are so important because they have a good source of uh, uh, carbonohydrates. Uh, any of the a large group of organic compound occurring in food and living tissue and includes sugars, starch, and cellulose. That is what carbohydrate is. They contain hydrogen and oxygen in the same ratio as water, two to one, and typically can be broken down to release energy in the animal body, which humans are animals. Uh, Rains also have other important nutrients, such as vitamins. Uh, Despite the seeds... uh, uh, despite the seeds have many nutrient having many nutrients, often uh, some lack important proteins that we need. That's why they're they're inc- they're called incomplete proteins, and often paired with like beans and and uh, uh, like other type of like meats and stuff like that. Other incomplete proteins to complete them, so they they give you enough protein that you need to survive. Um, together, grains and and that's what I'm about to get in uh, lugmis. 
are uh, legumes or legumes uh, make a healthy diet, uh, which corn and beans and rice and tofu. Uh, and then you get like, so that those are combo corn and beans, rice and tofu, and then wheat bread and peanut butter. They're, they're all combos that go together to complete themselves. Uh, a, a leg room is a, a leguminous plant member of the pea family, especially one grows on crop on a crop as a crop. Um, just what a, a leg room is. Um, uh, a th- third of the world's grain supply is fed to animals. Most domestic a- animals are fed food rich in grains and uh, grain products. The result of the world's grain supply is uh, the rest of the world's grain supply is used in the manufacturing of industrial products such as biodiesel as fuel for vehicles. A biofuel is intended as a substitute for diesel. One type of biodiesel uh, is ethanol, which is made from corn, which... Do we can get about, of, we talk about engines and stuff like that. Yeah, ethanol, it, it also could be um, um, drinking if you're brave enough. I am not. Uh, grains yeah, I would, are, I would recommend against it. Yeah, uh, grains are annual plants only yielding one crop. So every growing season, uh, grasses grow, reach maturity, produce seeds, and then they die. Grains are harvested from the dead, lifeless husks. They come, then they come, then they die. Uh, then we uh, desecrate their corpses in unspeakable ways. Then we eat them, or the animals eat them, or we usually uh, use them as fuels uh, just to recrap and also uh, see if uh, Justin lost his patience yet. Mm. I want to go where the green grass <laughs> grows. Watch my corn pop up in rows. And see how many hoes. Peace will overflow. I can grab by the toes. Where the green grass grows. How many hoes I can suck on the yeah. uh, Some grains are winter guy. grains, such as rye. Mm-hmm. They are able to withstand cold, wet climates. Others are summer grains, such as corn. Corn usually grows best in warm weather. Rice is the most important grain in many tropical areas where it is hot and humid year-round. Mm-hmm. Uh, rice is especially common in Asia. You've seen the rice paddies, uh, especially in China. They go work seasonal working. Uh, where it is grows and harvested in flooded fields called paddies. Rice paddies can be flat or terraced. Terraced rice paddies uh. look like steps on a green hill. Unlike rice, sorghum, sorghum whatever the fuck, uh, does not like, grow well like in a wet beer. climate. Sorry. Sorghum favor, favors an arid climate. The nations of West Africa, including Senegal, the Gambia, Burkina Faso, Burkina. and Cape Verde, are the world's largest producers of sorghum. Uh, in, in temperate areas, those with warm summers and cold winters, wheat is the most common grain. Wheat fields are common in the Great Plains of the United States and in Canada. Corn, who is the native to the Americas, is now grown in many temperate areas throughout the world. Oats, another grain that grows in temperate areas. Um, so that was just a good overview of kind of what shit is. Some terminology, some information, some like, hey, this is what it is. This is what we're talking about. Right now, we're about to get into the timeline, the actual time, the actual timeline of what's happening. Uh, where did Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, get over here? That's wild. I don't know. I just showed up, man. I came here for the burgers. I want some gluten. Diamonds of Pluncha. Ah, poopy pants. Thank you, Alexis. Um, <laughs> Eighty-eight hundred BC. Historians believe humans first began harvesting grains in wild grasses in the Fertile Crest, which consists of. Um, Asyria, uh, Mesopotamia, uh, the Nilai Vilay uh, in Egypt, the Fertile Crescent, Assyria, Mesopotamia, and the Nile Valley in Egypt. I think I was right. Mm-hmm. Following this area, <laughs> area, era, the cultivation of wheat, particularly emmer wheat, uh, emmer uh, triticum, 
Darcosum uh, is a member of the wheat family of annual grasses, a low-yielding on wheat, uh, on being a bristle-like appendage. Um, so kind of think of like, uh, uh, like just like wheat. Just think of like it's stalk and then like kind of bristles on the top. Um, that's best way I can describe it. Anyways, uh, began spreading to put other parts of the world, hitting Greece, Cyprus, and India by the 6500 BC, Germany by 5000 BC, Bronze Age, 3000 12000 BC to medieval times. Uh, we get to start to see. Uh, spelt, a species of wheat. Spelt is a type of grain that is related to wheat, barley and rye. Uh, its specific name is Titicum spelta. Uh, spread throughout Central Europe, becoming a staple in people's diets. Spelt was introduced in Switzerland, Tyrol, and Germany during the Middle Ages. Uh, it is containing gluten, a good amount of protein, fiber, carbs, vitamins, and minerals. Spelt was a hearty food for peasants during the time, but today has become something of a specialty health uh, health food. Uh, the age of discovery in the 15th century, French, English, and Portuguese explorers brought wheat and other grains to North South, and South America, which had previously only been cultivated in the Old World. Uh, and then we get to the 1700 BCs, we see that digestive and related medical problems are mentioned in very ancient documents, such as the book of Exodus, 23 to 25th, um, uh, chapter 23, verses 25 and 26, um, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall pass thy bread and thy water, and I will make thy take I will take sickness away from the middest, i.e. middle or can be bowels of thee. Um, there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy uh, thy days I will fulfill. So it's talking about the the sickness that comes from bread will be removed right and that's what they're that's what this is interpreting it as right these these experts because i i took this information from a page that came from a shit ton of experts um and that have credentials and all that and i can give the link at the end anyways uh 1000 or 100 to 250 um ad approximately eratus the capacadia capacadian uh Cappadocian? Cappadocian. Uh, Cappadocian, yeah. Uh, uh, secular medical literature alludes to descriptions that specifically resemble gluten or possibly other food um, intolerances and in writings from 100 AD uh, when a Greek physician, Ar Arceus the Cappadocian, uh, describes the colloic affection. Uh, affection. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, so I know, like saying you have a gluten allergy because of the people that were saying it, it became kind of like a mockery, like, oh, yeah, i got a gluten allergy. Uh, it, it's not nothing, something new, as Brandon's showing you. Yep. Uh, it is something that does happen. Like, I have a very negative effect towards gluten. So do I. Uh, so does our mom. So does our, so. I've been eating sourdough. Yeah. It's been messing with me, but not nearly as bad. No, no, no. Regular bread, uh, it... It bloats me. It bloats me fast, and it makes me feel sick. And I lethargic, huh? And it and yeah, my energy it zaps my energy. Mm -hmm. I've uh, noticed I have so, had a lot more energy since I've stopped eating regular bread. And what do they call celi celiac disease? Celiac. We're gonna get yep. all into that, baby. Yep. Don't worry. But, it's actually it's, coming up. This is just even more proof that it, like, even though some people may use it as an excuse, or some people may have made a mockery of it before, it really is something that people deal with. Yeah. Right. So uh, you don't always have to be an ass about it. If you want to make fun of him because you're friends, fine. But. Yeah, don't be an asshat. <laughs> uh, so Francis Adams translates his description from a, uh, Greek to English in 1856 for the Serendihem. 
Sarendaham Society Sarendaham? of English and translated the Greek term kalikos to the more accurate European term uh, koliak or celiac is the less specific American version. This simply means belly or abdominal. So celiac disease means belly disease, basically is what it means, or abdominal disease. And this is from medical writings by William S. Huberch, and, uh, and he found this on page 43 from his medical writings. Um, so 300 AD, a Roman physician described a diarrheal condition similar to celiac disease for which he suggests plantain juice and fasting. Uh, management of celiac disease, SV and MP, uh, Haas, J.B. Lippincott, corporation in philadelphia uh so they talk about from breaking down the various cycles elaine written by elaine gotchkul that's so this is where this information comes from so it's set that's where we learned about 300 ad the roman physician talking about the celiac disease this is where it talks about it okay um so 1745, Prince Charles Young, uh, pretender to the English English throne, to su- report to have suffering of ulcerative colitis and recovered on a milk-free diet. So he he got off milk, probably got away from uh, uh, bread as well. Probably ate like a little bit more, uh, maybe straight up meat and and I don't know what else he ate. It doesn't talk about it, but I, I'm guessing that's what happened. So that way he can get rid of his ulcerative colitis. Um, cause the best way to deal with alternative colitis is we'll learn is diet is just changing things. Most of like your afflictions, like if you feel or feel in less energy or, uh, your stomach doesn't always feel great or you feel bloated, it's, it's either dairy or bread most of the time. Almost always. Now I would, I would say talk to a, a dietitian or physician first. Don't just, um, take but, our word for it, but, but, but you can also it's experiment probably going to be things. one of those two. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. also experiment with Start with, with dairy and, sure. and bread. Translate into which language? Balls. Thanks, sir. Uh, with the 1800s <laughs> comes cellular versus germ theory debate. Uh, and, and Sam, so there's two people on the side of this. Um, we will get into them shortly. The invention of a stronger uh, micro- microscopes afforded researchers a new view of microbiology. Two well-known French scientists, Louis Pasteur and Antoine Beauchamp, uh, Beauchamp, I'm guessing, both saw the same images under their microscopes, but interpreted them what they saw very differently, which can happen. Uh, Their opposing ideas were a subject of debate in French medical society for the rest of the century. They both passed away around the turn of the 20th century, so they they lived, they fought, they died. Uh, The opposing camps uh, of opinions held a showdown in which each presented proof. It is believed by some cellular theorists today that the cellular or soul theory proofs uh, were... Uh, bungled so they were messed with right and mainstream science adopted pastor's germ theory as the basis interpretation of research until the present however son of a bitch son of a fucking bitch uh however uh predictions of the cellular theorists have come true some research today appears to support some of these ideas um louis pastor believed that the strange shapes he saw under the microscope were various germs uh, this, a specific germ always appeared with a specific disease. He postulated that they were uh, responsible f- for that specific disease and should be eliminated. When they were killed, quote-unquote, the disease disappeared. Between 1850 and 1900, he developed a immunization bio- uh, or biologicals to 
combat these diseases or these germs and uh, introduced uh, pasteurization of poor quality and infected milk in order to heat kill germs in the milk. So he's he's thinking ahead. He's thinking of vaccinations before vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Um, really brilliant like man. Both of them were on both sides were right. It's a shame that the cellular side was it's it's yes with because it is it has to do with your cells and also because of but germs uh, are important germs, because yes. of bad bacteria, right? And they exist uh, everywhere. And they exist everywhere. A search for uh, drugs and methods to destroy these germs has become a focus of research to this day. So he was, again, thinking of vaccinations bef- prior to vaccinations. Uh, independent researchers, including uh, respected and capable Anton Bechamp, a peer of Pasteur, uh, well, he disagreed with Pasteur's interpretations. Bechamp and others, they believe that microbes morphed depending on their environment and the job they needed to perform. They believed uh, deterioration disease was created by poor conditions such as toxins inadequate nutrition rest fresh air etc so he's also correct they both have their validity but instead they said you're right i'm wrong instead of looking at it okay how do we come together on this uh the microbes morphed and appeared when they needed in the form required to act as janitors or to perform other duties right so he's saying that these things changed what they needed to be to be things that they need to be um, they are blamed uh, for the diseases because they were always found in the uh, found on the scene. This is similar to blaming the fireman, policeman, or garbage collector for the fire because he is there to deal with some aspect of the fire. Um, these microbes discre- uh, produced excretions of their own that often caused symptoms such as vomiting, diarrhea, etc., which caused waste products and toxins to ultimately be removed from the body. And so he's what he. he I mean, he's onto something. There are important germs. Like there's germs in your body right now that need to be there. There's good germs and there's bad germs. There's both and you need both. You can't have one without the other. They balance each other. Um, You don't want one to take over the other. You don't want to completely detoxify. You want to balance your toxins. Um, Your your pancreas literally creates them and you need to make sure that your body is creating the right balance of it. It's in your head is creating the right chemicals and and your and. Whenever you need you, to shit six times a day is what he's saying. You need to shit six times a day. They thought two times a day, but it's not enough. You need to shit six. No, uh, so, <laughs> but the point is, is that uh, everybody has a certain balance. They need an equilibrium. You need to find it. And whenever you find that equilibrium, you ride that wave as long as you can. And everybody um, is different. Everybody is different because you're, you're who your ancestors are, the environment that you're raised in, the food that you've always eaten, mm-hmm. uh, it, you, how your DNA come together specifically. It's a very complex answer. And it's one that you specifically, you need to figure out for yourself. There are people to help you. Everything comes down to poo. Uh, therefore <laughs> killing the microbes does often stop symptoms. However, this leaves the original cleanup work unfinished. And if the underlying deficiency, deficiency or toxin is allowed to advance so again that balance that's what he's talking about so they're both right one is right the other one is not wrong right that's the situation here further deterioration may prompt microbes to return in worse forms later to scavenge uh, a a worse mess so bachamp and others uh, predicted that germ theories would send research in the wrong turn which i don't think so no i think looking at both fields it's but a whole uh, nature versus nurture argument. It's it it's really all is. me versus you. Well, it, not just that, but it's like also that. the whole nature versus nurture argument, right? Because the yeah. nature is uh, what's around you. Uh, how it naturally right? works. Yeah, or how your cells but are built up. Also, the nurture is people in his day died at like 40. Oh, they died quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Bachamp, final uh, 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 treat, 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 treatises? 
treatise. The third treatise, treatise, the the third element of blood explains and defends his position. So if you want to go read Bachamps and what he thought, go read that book. Bachamp and Pasteur should be thanked for a lot of the the progress yes. we've made in the medical field. Yes, um, it was the English doctor Samuel G, a leading authority in pediatric disease, to take full credit for the modern description of celiac disease some seventy five years later, when he gave a lecture to a medical students on the celiac affection. Uh, the milestone description of this disorder in modern times. And they were like, gee, thanks, Samuel. <laughs> Samuel, gee, you're a real smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> like a Belial, gee, sense that if the patient can be cured at all, it must uh, be by means of diet. He added that the allowance of fa- uh, ferocious Food must be small. Fernacious food must be small. So food that um, is outside of your normal eatery should be little and far, few and far between. Also described a child who is fed upon a quart of best Dutch uh, mussels daily uh, throve wonderfully, but relapsed when the seasons of mussel was over. So the body was used to mussels. Whenever it didn't have his mussels, it didn't know what to do. That's what he's getting. Something like. um, So be varied. Mm-hmm. But also find what works for you. Well, there's like tribes that that live on just fruit. Yeah. Where a lot of people couldn't because they're not getting the, the same amount of protein that they yeah, usually. Because their get. body, their body yeah. is literally uh, has has evolved to pull what they need from that fruit. Yep. Where your body might not be. It's still yes, looking so it for yes for various. It things doesn't know is, where to look. Yep. Because mm-hmm. you pull out most of your, uh, I think ninety percent of the the digestion happens in your jejunum and duodenum between the two, and it's like two in, two or three inches at the top of your right after your chloric sphincter at the bottom of your stomach. I'm sure you used to two to three inches of your sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can touch that one. Thus, he <laughs> documented <laughs> documents uh, the improvement following the introduction of a gluten-free diet and the relapse after reintroduction of gluten. His famous quote, we must never forget that what the patient takes beyond his ability to digest does harm. Uh, Samuel G.'s description of celiac disease is as follows. There is a kind of chronic indigestion which is met in persons of all ages, yet especially apt to affection children uh, between five and five years old. Signs of the disease are yielded by the uh, facies uh, being loose, not formed, uh, but not watery, bulkier than food taken would seem to account for pale in color as if devoid of bile, yeast, frothy and appearance Probably due to fermentation, stinking, stenchy, stench often very great, the food having undergone uh, putrefaction rather than concoction. And so he's writing, basically, um, if you take food in that's beyond your ability to, to digest, it's not good for you and you can tell in your shits. Yep, everything comes down to poo. Everything comes down to poo. From the top of your head to the bottom, the bottom of your, of your shoe. shoe. And, and, and so... Um, um, basically first his, that's why they talk about GMOs, GMOs, that your body doesn't know what to do with GMOs because it doesn't, it didn't evolve with it. It didn't, your, your, your ancestors didn't eat it. So your body, it's new, it's new to your DNA and how your DNA figures out how to break shit down. Right. And so that is what he's talking about here. And that's why people talk about GMOs and they talk about these other things. Um, it's because of it's genetically modified organisms, uh, organisms. Yep. Um, headed into the 20th century, we find uh, we as humans cannot stop arguing. <laughs> really? The debate has morphed into protein versus carbs, gluten, yeah, glucan. Uh, gl- glycan, 
uh, gluten. <laughs> uh, processed foods appear followed by widespread degeneration of societal health. Uh, professionals who practice, which is the 1900s, and the, uh, and the 30s observed such a sharp decline in public health and a rise in di- digestive disorders, uh, heart conditions, and many others that see um, some of them set out to find answers, um, find answers, find answers. Uh, they and also many missionaries and explorers were impressed by the contrast in health between people. Uh, peoples so they were like holy moly because they live so differently they can see these people live healthier than others um whom still subsist on centuries old dietary practices uh, dictated by their local environments and the deterioration of health of western civilization so you can see these people who have now moved to this new country have a deteriorating health because they're now eating diets that they, their ancestors didn't eat, that they didn't grow up eating, and then they're going to see these other tribes that have been here for a long time. It that takes are generations for your body to to adapt. What is that? The the town in Italy where everyone was living to like a hundred. It was plus. it was in the fucking. Uh, it was it was they like in moved the moved from Italy and they moved to the the whatchamacallit mountains. He just did. Uh, yeah. Dan just did a whole episode on him. Did he? Uh, the the freaking whatchamacallit, not just, but he did like. Probably I last year. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they moved this mountain because they, they all lived uh, out in the open air. They all ate the same diet. They walked around. They, they interacted around. with each other. So, they ate breads. They smoked cigars. They drank wine. They mm-hmm. did everything. But they did everything the same as their ancestors before them and before mm-hmm. them. Before and them. Literally, that what happened was the town in Italy, Appalachian, they moved to the Appalachian Mountains. They're like at the tail end towards the, the center of the United States. Um, I'm pretty positive they lived well, in the crest because they were hidden did. away. Yeah, you know, it was this whole village. They om- they almost the entire village uprooted, left yeah. Italy, and came here, and they lived in the, the same, basically the same town. They all moved together. The temperatures were similar, and the temperatures were similar. And they they walked every day. Uh, they ate early dinner like four four thirty, and then they walked around for an hour. Everybody yeah. walked around. Everybody knew everybody. I, I will say that this no matter what your dietary restrictions are. Uh, getting proper exercise, and it doesn't have to be anything extensive. Just just walk. just walk around a little bit, and also, um, like you said, four thirty dinners. It doesn't have to necessarily be four thirty, but it's enough time to let your body digest before you go to bed. Yeah, you you don't want to necessarily go to bed hungry. We get it, but you yeah. don't want to go to bed stuffed. Yes, you want to give your your body the opportunity to digest the food that it at is. least part, at least most of it. Because at that point, it's not it doesn't matter what you eat. It's just your body's just not going to process it the same yeah, way. Your body starts to slow down. Your yep. your immune system slows down. So don't your over don't overindulge. Digestive slows exercise. down. Yes, your brain slows down. Yep. Your heart rate lowers. Your core temperature drops. Yep. Like when you go to sleep, your body does humans, go into standby mode. Humans are a creatures of habit for a reason because they are genetically disposed to be creatures of habit. Yes, like you, if, if you're eating at the same time every day, your body will be thankful for it. If you exercise mm-hmm. same time every day, your body can be thankful for it. Now, yes, there's times to shock the system here and there. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, yeah, let your body digest. Exercise are yes. two core values that every human should be doing. Yes. Uh, so where they are many one careful okay. researcher yeah, uh, respected Cleveland dentist Dr. Weston A. Price traveled to many isolated cultures in the 1930s to observe these peoples their diets food preparation methods and their overall health he lined up villages to count cavities made notes of the general health and took food and saliva samples back to his laboratory and at this laboratory. time uh, um, uh, dentists were seen as like doctors yeah think of the uh, the dentist from Inglorious Bastards or from Django. There you go. From Django and Schultz. Yep. Andrew Schultz. He's That's, such a good actor. Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh God, I really, really And I know really... his name all the time, and I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, this is um, his name, Andrew Schultz. Is it Schultz? Yeah. Yeah. 
Inglorious Bastards cast. Boop, 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 boop. Pretty positive. Christopher Waltz. Christopher Waltz. Thank Ugh. you. I said, Andrew Schultz doesn't sound right to me. Christopher Waltz. I, he's a comedian. Yep. I'm just a fucking comedian. And, and I just said Christopher Waltz the other day talking about this movie. And I Christopher right Waltz. Did. Yeah. Oh, he's good. He's a, he's a fantastic actor. And like almost everything he does is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, okay, I completely 100% agree with yep. that. Uh, anyways, back to his laboratory. Uh, he found 11 consistent dietary and cultural similarities between these very diverse, isolated peoples around the world. He also found overall better health in the traditional cultures and fine straight teeth sets in wide faces with dental arches that had pretty had plenty of room for wisdom teeth, uh, which I have mine I need to take out. They're hurting me pretty badly. And a very low incident of cavities. He also observed a heartbreaking decline in overall health, susceptibility to illness, and dental deform- deformities, meaning narrowed dental arches, crowded crooked teeth, and other dental de- degradations. Physi- physical degradations. Other physical degradations, thank you. And many degenerative health conditions wherever these peoples came into contact with civilization and adopted modern foods. So, so they say yep. where they came from one place and they changed their diets. Yep. Or uh, England. Yeah. Um, so other, other researchers in this area <laughs> who performed similar studies had parallel findings. So yes, like Brandon was talking about, uh, they they grew up their their bodies and their ancestors and their their DNA has grown to adapt and and learn and break down certain dietary uh, foods, right? A certain diet, and then they moved and they they took on this modern feeding and their body was like, dude, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck yeah. you. Their, their food was more like. For sure, do better. Yeah, and then. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck, fuck you. I thought that's the one you were gonna play. Yep, I was expecting possibly. Brandon's a plancha. Yep. Did Justin make a uh, button for Andrew? Oh, the gluten-centered perspective. Justin's uh, to Brandon's a plancha. Justin's a plancha. <laughs> Justin's a plancha. Justin's a plancha. <laughs> The gluten center perspective led to the 1950s diagnostic criteria for celiac disease based on the autoimmune reaction limited to gluten-based grains. Grains. Symptoms including diarrhea, short stature, figure so failure to to thrive, thrive, frothy (laughs) pale stools, and general digestive troubles. Why do you think people are bigger now than they used to be? Diet. Crazy thing. Diet. Um, at first, a diagnosis used to be. was symptoms based, but soon endoscopies and blood tests appeared. And uh, which, what about Scots, man? They're always huge. <laughs> From the Highlands, they're always just well, big dudes. It's because they've been eating freaking mutton and, I mean, similar diets. Forever. Eating ass and shit, man. Fuck it. I would not eat anybody's ass from that era. Not one person's. Mm, disgusting. Can't think of a single person whose ass <laughs> I'd eat. I don't even know if there's a single vagina I'd eat from that era. You do, I don't know if you can bring enough soap to clean oh. some of the masses. Ugh. Yeah. Can you imagine the sex smell they have after a hard day's of work and warring and they just get back and he's just horny from fucking killing people and he wants to fuck mm-hmm. and the two hairy bodies, just hairs weaving together and he's just sweat and crust and girls discharge, which is totally natural, not shitting, but how cleanly is she down there? You know what I mean? That's hot. Because if it's like dirty and she's discharging. Oh, I'm sure for someone like. And there's sweat. Someone like us from this era to go back in time uh, a couple hundred years Ugh. after someone had sex. Like, you want to talk about sex smells now? Like, at that time, you'd probably just walk in and be like, like, just an overwhelming Y'all smell. fucked in here. Yeah. <laughs> like you can usually say that. You can smell coochie in the room. <laughs> that, that sweet smell of coochie. Someone, someone went down in here. Yeah. 
But hold on, what's you are, something ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> West bottom of the bed? Yeah, they fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So totally normal, totally natural. Like and smell. I like smell. Wait, smell coochie smells. But I cannot imagine how that coochie smells. Oh, I'm bed. sure it just got off. Well, I mean, it's not just from her. Like I'm sure there's just oh, bad and then, smells and then abound. His and then his body and dirt mm-hmm. and shit. That's what I'm getting at. It's yeah. both, both, both damn, mm-hmm. both a damn, damn. Yeah. They just they guys don't don't we don't discharge for the same. And reason. that's why they didn't do as much freaky stuff back in the day. I'm sure they did a lot of freaky stuff. Ugh. Yeah, I guess if you're at that point, you might as well just give in. Give in, man. Just get after it. Anyways, uh, (laughs) at first, diagnosis appeared based, but soon as copies and blood tests appeared and diagnosis were further limited to only positive antibodies, uh, vial damage and vial regrowth on the gluten-free diet. Real quick, do you think, though, that's why a lot of uh, religious sects were telling (laughs) sects, S-C- S-E-C-T, you know what I mean? S-E-X. Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. But we're, we're telling people to just have um, man or woman missionary sex, like to make it boring. Do you think that's why the religious, because they're like, I'm tired of that fucking smell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not doing all that. I, Look at the Bible told me I can't do that. I know you like it. I know you like it. I think I think it may be that they were gay and that um, they were like, oh, we got to have kids. We need workers. We need people to work on the farm. Well, no, the Catholic Church and other religions definitely did it to to build more people to fit the, the like the Mormon Church for a yeah. long time. Yeah, you, and, you but I, more I figure they're like they were like they're actually getting disgusted by women, and like they were not they're not the cool gays. These are not the ones that are going to decorate your house and and give you a makeover and give you cool outfits. They're the kind of gays that like <laughs> so, like Jeffrey Dahmer that they'd rather kill you than than create a relationship even with themselves. Yeah. I mean, the, the cool gays are just normal people. Exactly. No, just decorate your house. I just <laughs> those are the cool ones. Those, the normal gays are just a normal. That's just a dude. Just normal. People. That's not a. That's not a cool yeah. gay. He's just a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't. I won't do anything cool. I'm not a cool. A cool straight. I'm just a straight. I'm just. A, I'm just a dude. Okay. Cool gay comes in, <laughs> takes your girl out. Okay. They go get massages. They get their nails done. Okay. They go get her a, a makeover and like get her a new outfit. And you're just chilling, playing video games all day, drinking a beer like a fat ass. Okay. <laughs> Maybe wash right before they come home. Okay. He takes her out. She's all pampered. Tell them all your shit. And then you get her and be like, thanks, bro. Appreciate you. All right. All right, Jeffrey. You're the man. I appreciate you. I want you to know that. She looks gorgeous. <laughs> The way your brain that's works, a, blows my mind sometimes. That's a cool gay. Okay, anyways, uh, sometimes the gluten challenge was required document uh, regression and vial degrowth, uh, regrowth a second time for a final diagnosis. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, only a few of the many patient ills with digestive complaints fit the exceedingly narrow celiac criteria. Attention turned away from the carbohydrates and gluten for several decades. A per Paradoxically, how did I say that? Did I say it good? Mm-hmm. Paradoxically, yep. Yep. the digestive illness continued to rise, but celiac disease, quote unquote, was thought to be extremely rare in the U.S. Medical students received minimal training, about 20 minutes, and were told they would uh, probably never see a case in their practice. Uh, therefore, should, because a lot of people have it. Yes. Therefore, U.S. doctors knew of celiac disease but rarely considered or t- tested for it. Patients waited an average of 11 years for a diagnosis if they were ever to be diagnosed whatsoever. Uh, many of these unfortunate sufferers were labeled with catch-all term, irritable bowel syndrome, so IBS, and advised to manage their per, uh, particular symptoms with 
uh, antidiarrheals, antacids, and constipation aids. Which, of course, didn't do shit. I don't take any of those. Like, I, I really, when I'm feeling shit, I let my body run its shit, and I try to, I can almost always tell what it is. Almost always tell what it is. When I eat better, I feel better. Yes, but you can almost, like, I ate the specific thing, mm-hmm. and I know it's that, why I'm shitting this way. Yep. Like, oh, my stomach feels wet. I almost know almost exactly every single time because there are germs in your stomach. And if you're eating well enough, they will communicate. I mean, even if you're not eating well enough, they will communicate, but they'll communicate clearer and you'll know better. They will communicate with your brain directly with your brain, not joking about what's going on with your food and what you want to eat and what you should be eating, what you should not be eating. They literally, those germs, they're half of the cells that make up your body are in your stomach and they talk to you. Um, Non-digestive ailments such as headaches, seizures, autoimmunity, inflammation, or nutritional deficiencies were rarely connected at all. It was nearly the year 2000 before situations changed in the U.S. Chemical and toxin used in agricultural and processed food after World War II and subsequent wars left over chemical warfare products were put to use at agriculture and insecticides. So we, we know about this from Monsanto, right? Big lawsuits coming around from Monsanto for doing this. Yep. Chemicals and thousands of artificial substances in agricultural, um, the food supply and environment increasingly uh, dramatically Increased dramatically over the years. Now they're fi- uh, fingered as a relevant by relevant by s- segments of gluten syndrome and autism communities and other health groups, which they have proved that has nothing to do with autism. Yeah, gluten problems possibly. Uh, there is a big correlation, but correlation does not beget causation, which I don't always agree with in all cases. But this particular one possibly, I don't know enough. Even after doing this research. Don't know enough to be able to call it one way or the other, but I would say that putting chemicals to kill plants to harvest them and then putting it in our body is probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, probably not ideal. Many researchers <laughs> insist that while genes uh, predispose and may explain the occasional case of gluten uh, reactivity in Previous centuries, uh, perhaps still in combination with toxic exposure, toxins themselves are the big guns today. So toxins need to be balanced. You have too much toxins, you're sick. But it could be, it, I mean, it always comes down to diet. Diet. Um, you could have a predisposition to having high toxin um, uh, buildup in your body, but typically it's because your body is reacting to something you're eating. And you figure that out. Like there's people that just eat meat. There's people that just eat vegetables, um, and it works for them. They figured out what works for them. Literally, uh, Jordan Peterson and his daughter, they are complete carnivores. They mm-hmm. do they only eat meat. The Giants manager, San Francisco Giants, he's a just meat. They gave him a meat cake and everything. The dude's like jacked, like the most healthiest. And, and Jordan Peterson's yeah. not, but he had gingivitis went away. He had this issue went away. He had swelling information in other areas that went away. Mm-hmm. His daughter had a slew of health ind- uh, of health problems. It can that, affect you in so many more ways than yes. just your gut. And so she like she went vegetarian. She went like uh, she tried everything. She tried paleo, tried intermittent diet fasting. She tried everything. Meat worked. Just meat. Eating just meat. It, it solves so many of her problems. Yeah, but everyone's different. So if, if a certain diet doesn't work exactly. for you. That's the point of this. Yeah. But also you got to give the diet a try. It's yes. not one of those, like I did it for a week. And but <laughs> Jordan, they asked me in interviews, like, would you recommend anybody? He's like, no. It's highly difficult. Finding uh, finding meals outside of home is near impossible. Um, it's hard work. It's you're constantly planning. It's it's not easy. It's like being but a vegan. But it's worth it to feel it's better. Like, it's harder than being a vegan. 
Yeah, but it's worth it to feel better. It, but he feels better, and he's like, "But my inflammation's gone down. I had gingivitis went away. I can think clear. I'm, I'm like, I've considered about going straight up meat, but I love vegetables and I like bread and I like stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to find other ways. It's before not. It's I go not there. easy, and we understand. Yeah, that. yeah. So, so there. If you want to think there's any judgment here, no. There's plenty of times where I'm like, I'm not eating that anymore. I'm gonna do better, and then like a week later, I'm eating that, or even a couple days later, <laughs> or even a couple hours later, or even. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's human nature to, yes. to just fall, especially get something that tastes good. Especially if it tastes really good and you've eaten it your whole life and it's just, you know, it's bad for you. It's so hard to kick that habit. Yes. Um, toxins are now thought by many researchers to degrade the gut wall and expose a much higher percentage of the general population to an immune response to gluten. Um, 1960s, to continue with these moms of meats, uh, hippies demand organic and unpracticable. Processed grains, sorry, such as the whole wheat during the back to the earth one, movement. One donut caused that. That donut you gave me, mm-hmm. that's what's causing that right now. Nice. Heartburn, everything. It was delicious, though. I'm, I'm going, Although I'm the hippies again. realized food processing robbed them of nutrition, they did not consider that their whole wheat had been harvested dry with modern equipment. It was not uh, exposed to the elements as in the old days when shocks or stocks stayed out in the weather and were built with a cap to sweat the grains. Thus, the exposure to the moisture and subsequent drying in the sun neutralized phyto- phytotoxins in the, bran- in the brain and released yeah. enzymes inside the kernel that assist the body in digesting of the grain. The whole grain movement uh, of the 1960s Milled unsoaked grain with uh, phytotoxins still in the brain, and then due to the 1970s low-fat trend, reduced the fats eaten with it that aid grain digestion. And so this, this, okay, oh, finish, finish that yeah. last one. Furthermore, hydrogenated margarine was often substituted for natural traditional butter, seaweedy uh, in... In description. description. Don't worry about that. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, basically, people thought fat was bad for you for a long time. Yes, and it's there not. was, and there was a. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit more, but uh, there was v- way more information in this article that I found that I, I had cut out because we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about grains and gluten. Mm. I talked about it a little bit because it is pertinent. Yeah. Um, Fats aren't as bad for you as people. Th- no, it's not bad yep. for you at all. You need fat. You need you need trans fats. You need uh, yep. uh, the different types. Everything of obviously fats. in moderation. Saturated and if you're, fats, and if you're not fats. mixing it with other yes. diets and exercise, it could be bad for you. Well, like if but you're on a, 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 a straight butter diet, you can do it. Like you can do those, but you need make sure that you're filling up your and like and like so like you can get transfusions, uh, not for not blood transfusions, but like uh, vitamins and minerals. If you're not getting enough information, they can actually put that in your blood system so that your body has it. Um, they can give you pills for it. You can take, you can, uh, vitamin pills only take you so far. Also, you guys got to know that. You, you can eat them. That does They're help you. They're supplements. They're to supplement you. They're not, not to, to be, be your diet. <laughs> yes. But if you're doing a diet that does work for you because other things don't, but you are deficient in certain things, go to the doctors. They will give you what you need. Uh, so say, sure, say the you're, hard part is finding a good doctor who gets it. Yeah. Say that you are um, lactose intolerant. And because of that, you're you're short on um, calcium. Uh, calcium, right? And I guess there are there are other substitutes, but maybe you're just not getting enough of it. Some calcium pills just help supplement the the lack of if calcium there is a good thing. Just like iron. Yeah, but if, if that's if all you're, you're taking, anemic, 
Take some iron. Yes. yes. But if you think that you can take iron, calcium, and magnesium pills. And then not eat any other source. <laughs> you know, your body yeah. your body wants to be lazy, but if you make your work harder, it does better. It's really weird. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's like a, your brain, too. Your yeah. brain wants to be lazy, but if you make it work hard, it can freaking kick, and then it becomes a habit where you're kicking. Yeah. So 1970, uh, low-fat, non-fat vegetable oils, natural saturated uh, animal and tropical fats are uh, demonized. Uh, butter, animal fat, coconut oil, and palm oil, and re- uh, were replaced with, with processed liquid and hydrogenated vegetable oils containing trans fats. Which are way fucking worse. Yeah, trans fats are terrible. You want saturated <laughs> and unsaturated. Yeah. Um, these were, I, I know I said trans fats were good before. I didn't I didn't mean to say that. Uh, these were claimed more health, heart healthy, even though huge research projects such as farming har- ham heart study showed otherwise. Yeah. It creates plaque in your blood. It gives people fucking heart attacks. Um, it, it, that's a whole act. We can get in the early active Vegetable diet. Vegetable oils and fried food. You should, you should take minimally. Yes. I like, I made, um, uh, a, I seared, I made steak the other day. Okay. Bad boy. I, I big old piece of steak. Okay. I can't, I can't remember the name of the cup, but it was like a half inch thick. And, mm. um, I put olive oil at the bottom of the pan, just a little bit, heated it, let it fill the pan. Okay, season both sides of my steak. End up having to cut in half because it was too big. So she said, uh, put it in the pan. I don't know why I cut in half. That'd be awful. <laughs> Seared both sides for about a minute and a half. Okay, each. Set it on a piece of wood. Let it let it chill for a second, like five minutes. I diced up my potatoes, got them in the thing. Uh, seasoned them. I already had the butter melted. So as soon as I put the potatoes in, they were cooking. Um, I put, then I put the steaks back in. Okay, I lowered the heat a little bit, threw a bunch of butter in there. Okay. And then I just let those babies cook for like three minutes each side. Pulled them off. It was a perfect medium rare. Leaning on medium, but still perfect medium rare. Okay. Threw my fucking, pulled all, scraped my pan at the bottom. Threw my onion, uh, mushrooms in there. Threw a little more butter. And my fucking God, was it delicious. Mm, Holy shit. I made a steak sandwich the next day. Damn. Jesus Christ. It was so good. Sounds good. It was sounds so good. damn good. Oh. <laughs> Put a little A1 sauce. And it's the mushrooms on it, and I, I freaking like went sauce, to town. It sounds good. I do. It's just worse stirring barbecue sauce. Yeah. Nothing special. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I but I, I don't go out of my way to get it. Yeah. I, I, when people have put it on my plate, like accidentally, and like there's a little bit, I don't mind the taste of it, but I, I prefer like without it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. I so I I do mayo on both sides. I toast my buns, of course. I toast my buns, and then I do like uh, mayo, and then uh, light mayo, and then I do not. Not light mayo. I do whole mayo, but a, a light amount of you it. Don't, you don't glob the sides. I don't glob it down. And then I do uh, put Worcestershire, and then I kind of smear it on one side, on the top side of where the, the mushrooms are going to touch it. And then I... Gluten! Gluten! <laughs> it means sourdough, so it's not as much. Uh, some <laughs> patients today trace their digestive problems back to when they jumped on the whole wheat, low-fat bandwagon in the early 70s. Yeah, dum-dums. Increasingly. Uh, inter- <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> after the low-fat trend became established, it, <laughs> the fat-soluble vitamin E awareness fade began. And do fade not, or Do not trace fads, please. Exercise and diet fads. Do not chase them. Yeah. Half the time they're horseshit, the other half the time they only work for specific people. Yes, please don't chase fads. Just find what works best for you. If you yes. want to dabble in something, yes, fine. But don't chase fads. Yes, please, 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 please. Yes, please, and definitely don't pay somebody your hard-earned money for a fad because half the time they're just a fucking scam. Yeah, and it happens way more often than it should. It happens. Find a real, time. real trainer or nutritionist. Go find Coach Ernie. Go, Coach Ernie. Ernie, Ernie performance. Go. Yes. Email us and we'll email him. 
Yes. And we will get you on, on track. He's always really looking for it. more clients. He has plenty of them, but he keeps yeah. always looking for more clients because yeah, he's good dude, at what he does. Dude works hard to find what fits you specifically he's a badass. because he's not for fads. He's mm-hmm. for taking care of you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Uh, 1970s Europe doctors caught on to the protein gluten-based celiac disease in 1970s and uh, diagnosed rates climbed accordingly. While in America, patients waited on... 11- okay, we already read all this, Brandon. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, 1980s, right? Yeah, 1980s, uh, inter- interest in sugar, carbohydrates, and yeast can, uh, candidate, 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 candida? I have no idea what you Yeast candida, candida uh, related illnesses appeared in, it's just a, another. In the U.S. Yeah. with sugar blues. With sugar blues in 1975 by William Duffy and the Yeast Connection in 1986 by William G. Cook. Crook. So that's where you'll find information on that. Uh, 1990s, the food, four food groups were replaced by the food pyramid with grains on the bottom. Uh, genetically modified crops were first grown in the U.S. in 1996. These foods uh, entered the world market unlabeled. Uh, they attracted attention more quickly in the UK and Europe and were labeled uh, Frankenfoods in a storm of protest, but it was nearly seven years before the U.S. began to notice their presence. Uh, Dr. Ken Fine opened Enterlobe, Enter, Entrolobe, Entrolab, sorry, Entrolab in Dallas, Texas to research gluten syndrome and make available to the public a home stool test by mail order. Dr. Ken Fine, why does that sound so familiar? Because Dr. Ken Fine, that ass. Yeah. <laughs> She Anyways, he's a doctor. yeah, and he, he literally sends you, give me your shit, I'll test it. Yeah, Samples, bottles, things. Uh, 2003, <laughs> Seeds of Deception was published. A call to arms regarding genetically modified crops. Jeffrey Smith, an employee at a genetics lab, spawned a wave of awareness and unease regarding GMOs and diet in general. 2003, preval- uh, pre- 2003 prevalence of celiac disease and at-risk and not-at-risk groups in the United States uh, was published in the Archives of Internal Medicine, Volume 163, February uh, 10th, 2003, page 286-292. Relief was finally on the way for uh, many celiac sufferers in the United States. So, like, it really hit hard what needs to happen here, uh, at-risk and not-at-risk groups. Uh, But as often is the case the story was not as simple as it first appeared confusion and disjointed dramatics often occurred as the media met, uh, covered medical community and general public were uh, made more aware of this disease simultaneously uh, medical practice practitioners in many disciplines were forced to scramble for new information as parents approached them for test and treatment understandably many doctors brushed off the patient's request to be tested indeed many patients were um, who were sure they would turn up positive tested uh, tests in fact did not even patients who already suspected glucose was a problem so it's not always what you think it is it could be glucose, but it could definitely not be. Or not glucose, but uh, uh, gluten. Gluten, thank you. But it definitely could not be. Uh, it, we're not saying that it's always going to be your problem, but it, we're saying figure it out. Sort it out, okay? Sort it out. Laboratories that rarely ran celiac screens were uh, dul- dul- uh, delegated with sensitive tests that were that their operators were not experienced enough to run properly or interpret accurately. Most much frustrating effort was expended by celiac specialists to educate their professional colleagues. Like, hey, bro, you're a fucking idiot. This is how you do it. Bruh. 
Often they were initially ignored or worse, uh, deprecated by their peers. So they're like, no, you don't know fucking shit, bro. You don't goddamn thing. I hate you. Or don't even listen to that guy. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's only a specialist in that fieldiest. All right. Doctors who uh, responded and learned quickly were uh, appreciatively dubbed by some supporting groups as heads up doctors. So there's something like, oh, what do you got to say? I'm trying to learn as much as possible, be as best as possible. Um, all of our celiac and gluten syndrome specialists have worked very hard and taken a beating during the syndrome to our bringing the syndrome to, syndrome to our attention. 2004, Dr. Vasano had a team of specialists formed um, Alba Therapeutics to develop a genetically modified uh, recumbent drug, which is currently in testing to begin to treat gluten syndrome. The drug works by manipulating a chemical they recently discovered and named uh, zonulin. Uh, this zonulin controls the opening and closing of gateways in the gut wall, which allow uh, certain items to pass across the gut wall into the body. In the presence of inflammation, high levels of zonulin change may cause these gateways to malfunction. Uh, allow so So, again... Inflammation can be good for you at certain levels. Whenever you got your body's so inflamed, it's not functioning correctly. You need to figure something out. It's a warning. Inflammation can solve problems, yes, but it's more of a warning than anything. Hey, something's fucking wrong here. So if you feel bloated and all that shit, it's your gut saying, "Bro, something's fucking wrong here." Yep, you're eating something you shouldn't be eating. Yes. I don't like it. Am I feeling a little sort bloated right out. now? Yeah. So, <laughs> in the in the presence of inflammation, high levels of zonulin change may uh, cause these gateways to malfunction and allow molecules such as undigested gluten to slip into the places they are not intended to be, and then the immune system reacts. Right. So it's like, "Fuck, this shouldn't be here. Let's attack it." Um, your white blood cells go into action. The drug is currently being tested on real celiac patients, but it is not ready for market at this time. So clinical testing still. Clinical testing. It is not intended to replace the gluten-free diet for uh, occasional use in unusual situations. And that's as of February 2009. Meanwhile, to complicate matters, uh, to further complicate matters, as word of the new research spread among newly diagnosed celiac patients. Some family members had no symptoms at all were tested anyways, since the disease often has a genetic compo uh, component, which is true. Most, In many, most diseases, yeah. Yeah, just like most diseases, exactly. In many cases, they tested positive antibodies and damaged uh, vial, vial uh, with no hint of symptoms and were labeled silent celiacs. Uh, in other cases... <laughs> name of like a band. I does silent celiacs. celiacs does sound like a band. You're absolutely correct. Like a like a like a scat, uh, fucking underground jazz band. Nice. The silent celiacs. Like that just fucking clash jazz. Have you ever heard it? Yeah. It's uh, if that's your thing. Silent uh, celiacs. <laughs> silent oh, celiacs. Fucking rocking it. There you go. In some cases. Uh, <laughs> Some cases, uh, symptomatic family members and friends realized they also had many symptoms of celiac disease. However, many of them tested negatively for the antibodies for vial damage uh, required for formal diagnostics. Some of them tried the diet, and many discovered that indeed they improved. Others, uh, confused by their negative tests, gave up their gluten-free diet, even though they felt better or never tried the diet at all. Uh, so... They, they, a lot of people that tried it noticed that the, 
the gluten-free diet did make them feel better. And then they were like, oh, they fucking, I got a negative. I don't have to fucking worry about it no more. Even though I feel fucking better being mm-hmm. on it. Went right back to fucking their life up. Yep. Uh, still others went gluten-free sometimes for dramatic improvements, but intentionally went back uh, to gluten for periods, a uh, period of weeks or months in order to be tested. Or oh, because it's fucking good. It's good. It They're sucks. like, fuck, we're going to be in a test group. Might as well try it out. Yeah. Uh, they did this to, uh, to obtain their magic celiac diagnosis to society, socially confirm their need for this funny diet. Again, these type of fucks give people that really have celiac disease or gluten well, allergy a bad name. They really do have it, and they but they're they're going back so that way they can have the the title. They're yeah. they're, they're looking for prestige. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm saying. But they like give people that actually that other people that have it that a bad it. name. Yeah, they're yeah, like, they're making a mockery of something that shouldn't be. Well, I mean, if the doctor's telling you, "Hey, go back off your diet," we want to test to see if you really do have it. Yeah, but no, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about like not all. Of them. I'm talking about the people that like they're using it as like a, "Oh, I have gluten, so I have yeah. to, I have a gluten diet." Oh, I have gluten. It's like, okay, man, get the fuck off of yourself. If you have a gluten diet, fine. That should be your personality, just like yes. vegans. Yes, yeah, they're like the same way. They're yeah. I'm not all vegans, but there's a lot of vegans that are like, "Come on, bro." Yeah. So like, like, I mean, even some potheads in some instances, or some people that are like Democrat or Republicans, like, motherfucker, we get it. You're, but you're human. You should be more complex yes. than the fucking party or whatever you're a part of. Anyways, <laughs> unfortunately, these patients often found that gluten uh, challenge very miserable and have some have been damaged by it. So, like, it, very adverse effects. Their body seemed much more sensitized to the effect of gluten the second time around because your your body is without it. They're like, fuck yeah, that's how it's going. Yeah, the yeah fuck let's go. And then, fuck, what are you doing? Yeah. Gluten! <laughs> um, unfortunately, many of these non-celiac uh, gluten syndrome patients who had already discovered they should avoid gluten received negative test, antibody, and biopsy uh, despite misery during and even after their gluten challenge. Many were misled back to their old problems on a gluten diet. Others listened to their body's clear messages and went gluten-free permanently anyways. That's what I was talking about. Your body will tell you what it doesn't like and what it likes, um, even if your mouth says otherwise. Okay. Uh, 2005, non-celiac gluten syndrome patients appeared to com- uh, comprise a majority of the gluten uh, reactive community. Unfortunately, comparatively little research has been performed on this puzzling group of patients. For decades, all research on gluten intolerance was performed on biopsy diagnostic celiac. Many doctors recognized that their negative testing patients improved on a gluten-free diet, but they hesitated or refused to recommend a strict gluten-free diet with no research or diagnosis criteria to back up their diagnosis. So like, oh, gluten-free diet's working for you? Well, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to recommend that unless you uh, get off of it and let me test you for it. Uh, I would just tell that doctor to go fuck himself, honestly. Uh, this left this left the most a majority of gluten intolerant patients in a medical no man's land, forced to make their own decisions as best they could define, determine. And sometimes it's better than listening to a doctor that's so determined to be the right that they 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 don't care if they're wrong. Yeah, they're not serving their patient anymore; they're serving themselves. Exactly, and, and you don't want that. Great. And it's they're humans; they're so they're susceptible to it. Um, often, these diagnoses state led to poor compliance and further deterioration of health. A concern arose that more patients were misled by the celiac story as understood at the time. And then those who had uh, a damage 
and received a celiac diagnosis. Uh, real quick, I do. We do want to say though that most doctors are good and knowledgeable, and you should listen to your doctor. Yes, go listen to your doctor. Uh, a but, few bad eggs don't make all of them bad. Yes, if, if you're finding though the doctor's not really working for you, and you want to go to someone else, it's perfectly okay as well. Yes. Uh, and it's okay to get a second <laughs> opinion. Always. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, 2006, new labeling laws went into effect January 2006. Uh, they required the eight top aller- U.S. allergens to be clearly labeled on all food items. This food includes wheat, soy, milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, and peanuts. Uh, this litigation helped gluten intolerant patients partly, but not completely since barley, rye, and oats were not included on the list. Further uh, amendments are still further amendments are still in progress, and the definition of gluten free was still undetermined. Again, it was still kind of a does it exist, not exist? Are people just making it up to be a holes, not to be a holes. Uh, it wasn't taken as serious as it is now. The general skeptical the general skeptical public was forced to take gluten more seriously when they saw gluten and wheat labeled on their food products. Yes, two thousand eight. Statistically, about thirty percent of patients diagnosed with thirty. Avil damage uh, do not improve on the gluten-free diet alone, or they may not improve at first, and then some of their issues returned. They usually find they need to severely reduce their intake of gluten-free substances. Uh, they are mostly junk foods. Yeah, Yes, uh, I can attest to this. Many patients find that going gluten-free is the start of a lifestyle revamp, and once they go gluten-free... The other changes come easier. Uh, many also find nutritionally oriented professionals to help them treat problems that the gluten damage triggered, such as nutritional loss. Uh, and yes, just staying away from junk food. My biggest thing for me when I first did it was like, okay, cut gluten down. What can I cut out that I... Villas. Okay, go Villas, ahead. yeah. What, uh, what I was thinking, what I did, it was like, so what do I eat that's gluten that I can live without? I cut that out first. Yeah, because I never thought about it and really care for it, like yeah. regular bread. I don't get the fuck. Yeah, out that's why I went to uh, yeah. uh, uh, sourdough. I've been probably eating too even, much of it. Even even like buns for hamburgers and hot dogs, I can do without. I can fucking eat them without. So those those yeah. are easy. Boom, 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 cut them out. Yeah, and then you go to okay, what can I eat less of? <laughs> right, and then you then you start substituting. That was what I found to help me move free of it. Now yeah. my my diet one hundred percent no, but it's much better than it used to be. Yeah. And it, that's what it happens. And that's what happens when you start listening to your body and start figuring shit yeah. out. Real quick, uh, Vili or Villis, uh, is any of the finger-like or thread-like projections from the surface of certain membranes, uh, membranose uh, structures, uh, typically serving to increase surface area and facilitate the passage of fluid or nutrients. That's nice. what a villus is. So they're sort of talking about the villus damage, those little fingers that pass the food along. Villi or the villi. Yeah, they're little yeah. things. So that's, that's the things that we were is. struggling to say throughout the episode. Yes. Um, uh, I, was, I was like, I, I thought I had it pulled up. I went through yeah. my notes. I did not put them in. So uh, I was like, let me just look it up real quick. Mm. Fucking... Uh, 2009, self-diagnosis is no longer perceived as wishful thinking by most of the gluten syndrome community. Even the staunchest celiac specialists admit this huge group exists, although they still mostly teach the non-celiac gluten reactivity is not autoimmune. Other research emphatically insists that it is often autoimmune, and clinically, many in the gluten syndrome community fit the concept. Uh, there is published research on the non-celiac gluten syndrome situation, but it is not well known in the gluten syndrome community. The following section is devoted to this area of study and the research and educators behind it. As the fog lifts on the phenomenon, there is a there is not perfect agreement, obviously, but it's exciting to watch the drama unfold as our scientists, practitioners, and patients work together to piece 
into <laughs> to put the pieces into the puzzle. Yeah. So, um, real quick, I got some 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 statistics for you. One in 133 Americans, or about one percent of the population, has celiac disease. So it is out there. Um, a third of the patients have osteoporosis at the time of diagnosis of celiac disease. Uh, celiac disease, sorry. Uh, low bone mineral density n- does not occur in children with undiagnosed disease. Um, a GFD does not predict against fractures. The most rapid rise in bone mineral density uh, occurs in the first 12 months of treatment of GFD. Low bar- bone uh, mineral density may be closed in osteo- osteomalacia. And that's what osteomalacia is. It's caused by uh, celiac. They think has has a big con- mm-hmm. a big attachment to. So and GFD, I'm assuming, is gluten-free diet. Gluten-free diet, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, people who deal with celiac disease have to change their diets to eat things like all fruits, all vegetables, um, gluten-free grains like rice, corn, quinoa, uh, millet, and buckwheat, fresh herbs and spices, healthy fats and oils like olive oil, um, avocado oil, and coconut oil, uh, dairy, unless there is another um, contradiction, uh, small amounts of organic meat. So if like dairy, but... If you can't eat it, you can't eat it too. Or ingest it. Can't ingest it either. Uh, if you have to, if you leave it untreated, a wide range of neurological manifestations like infertility, uh, epileptic seizures, at, ataxia, dementia, neuropathy, uh, migraine, short stature, myopathy, multifocal, uh, myopathy, leuco, right? huh? Myopathy. Myopathy. Yeah. Uh, my, my, myopathy, myopathy, yeah. uh, uh, multifocal leukoencephalopathy, yep, encephalopathy, sure. uh, <laughs> it, which is a progressive, um, multifocal, uh, multifocal leukomyopathy. Our PML is a uh, demyelinating, a uh, viral infection of the central nervous system, uh, usually fatal and characteristic characterized by widespread lesions mainly in the cerebral hemisphere uh pml i'm not gonna say that whole fucking word of pummel uh is a disease of adult life uh usually occurring in the setting of chronic neoplasty disease and less often neo non-neoplastic granulo granulomotis disease um Untreated celiac disease may also result in development of uh, several other autoimmune problems like multiple sclerosis and type 1 diabetes. Um, so those are my notes, and that is what the show was about. I hope you guys learned with us. I thought um, it was good information. I, did, Brandon, I, I'll I give really Brandon a high five for... I really enjoyed that one, man. Yep. It was good stuff. Um, I, I was. It took me... So I was doing research for another podcast or another episode and I forgot we're doing this one. And so going back and like having to crunch it in a couple days, I was kind of worried, but I nailed it. I feel like, yeah, it was, it was really well researched. Um, I am, I am excited for this show moving forward. Hope you guys are as well. Uh, I hope you guys again, like Brian said, enjoy the research. Uh, Remember to like subscribe and leave written reviews. Uh, We've recorded a little longer than we had hoped. So, so we're going to cut this short, but we love you. All of you, especially Cooper to scoop. Coop it is scoops the most. Yep. Uh, let's get out of here. Yep. Peace out.